Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, April 24th. S&P futures are trading flat to up small, um, outperforming Asia and Europe. The major European indices are off about a percent and Asia finished in the red pretty much across the board. So very quiet uh, morning of news. No major macro headlines out overnight. The biggest macro developments were out during the U.S. session yesterday. So you had the remdesivir news about the um, you know China trial that had been halted early because of a lack of enrollment. The report, the results were posted um, inadvertently on the WHO website. They were taken down, but you had um, Stat News and the FT both had commentary out on those trials, um, which were very inconclusive. You know the FT called it a flop, quote unquote. Gilead came out and refuted it somewhat, just talking about how the trial was not statistically significant given how it was structured. Um, you know, I have a, I have an update on remdesivir and into the piece this morning. Um, you know, I think it's going to, um, exhibit, um, effectiveness in, in some capacity. I think you've obviously seen a lot of anecdotes that it can be, um, helpful depending on how it's utilized and depending on the type of patient. Um, I just don't think it's going to be nearly the type of panacea that I think some people were hoping, um, a week ago when you first saw that, um, stat news article out quoting or, or citing the Chicago hospital results, um, you know, so I don't think it's it's near. It's not a reason in and of itself to bid the market higher. Um, and it's not going to, by any means, kind of bring this whole crisis to a halt. Um, you know, so I again, I have more thoughts on the remdesivir, but I think the initial characterization of it being a flop was overstated. I also think, though, that the reaction we saw last week um, with those Chicago the Chicago hospital news was also overdone on the upside. Um, the other big macro development that was out again yesterday during the U.S. trading was this EU leader summit. Um, which broke up yesterday without reaching a formal agreement on uh, the post-crisis kind of recovery effort for Europe was not a disappointment. You know, I think I think the um, you know some of the accompanying rhetoric was certainly encouraging, helpful. Um, the tone was certainly less acrimonious than it has been, but you know, there's still a long ways away from kind of agreeing on a mechanism for raising money and then distributing money for to help the region's economy. I still think the most important near-term decision out of Europe will be whether or not Italy is going to activate this ESM, which would give it a, a, um, a credit line to help the economy during this coronavirus crisis. Um, unclear when, if that will occur. Um, it is very politically controversial in Italy, which is why the government is reluctant to do so, um, despite it you know, despite it giving Italy about, you know, tens of billions of euros worth of financial assistance. So there's the political dimension to it as well. So those are really the only major macro pieces of news. And again, both throughout yesterday during during uh, the U.S. session, and both were the reasons why U.S. stocks, um, you know, finished well off their highs. Uh, as far as micro news is concerned, the big earnings out of the U.S. last night were Capital One and Intel. On Capital One, directionally very consistent with what every other bank and credit card company has been posting. Um, big EPS shortfall driven by huge provision and a large reserve build. Um, I think the numbers, the magnitude of the shortfall was much larger at Capital One than what we've seen at elsewhere. Um, in terms of spending linearity in the quarter, again, very consistent with what pretty much every other company has been talking about. 
Um, the quarter was tracking fine up until the final two weeks of March. Um, card spending collapsed about 30% year on year in the last two weeks of March, and it's still tracking down about 30% as of the middle of April. So there hasn't been much improvement in terms of what they're seeing from card spending. On Intel, you had blowout numbers uh, for the March quarter. They're clearly benefiting from some of the trends as far as work from home, which drove notebook sales, um, and also work from home, which is driving um, a lot of kind of server demand as companies beef up their ability to accommodate all of this um, remote working. Um, you know, similar to what we saw with Citrix and Netflix, though, you know, there's a lot of concern that they're just pulling forward business and that there's still a ton of uncertainty and that you're going to see a sharp downtick in momentum from these Q1 levels. So Intel shares came under pressure last night. Um, you know, management did acknowledge that, and so did Citrix and Netflix, that they probably are pulling forward some business, that they're certainly not going to be able to sustain the Q1 rate. Um, and so, you know, you are seeing a lot of these stocks that were perceived to be Corona beneficiaries are certainly being met with selling pressure um, during this earnings season. The big reports in Europe this morning were Sanofi and, Nef- and Nestle. Um, again, I, very, very consistent with what other Staples companies have seen in that they're benefiting, both benefited from stockpiling in Q1. Um, you know, Sanofi was very explicit. They talked about how stockpiling drove um, a big part of the outperformance in Q1, and they, I think they're going to give it all back in Q2. Um, and Nestle also acknowledged stockpiling. So again, consistent message from what other Staples firms have uh, talked about. Um, a lot more debt restructuring. So this has been a huge theme, especially in consumer discretionary companies. So JCPenney is apparently very close to obtaining debtor in possession financing ahead of a probable bankruptcy filing. Um, Hertz also is apparently talking to debt restructuring advisors. Um, it doesn't seem like anything is imminent at Hertz, but the JCPenney bankruptcy filing um, does seem like it could happen any day. So that's obviously, you know, the debt restructuring is a big theme in the market that we've seen from other companies as well. Um, in terms of the calendar for today, you have American Express and Verizon out in the morning. That's Those are the only big US reports. There's no major uh, eco data and there's no other major macro events scheduled. You are going to see an update on Italy from S&P uh, this afternoon, probably right after the US close. Um, I doubt you're going to see it downgraded to junk. This has been kind of a big concern. The, um, you know, recall the ECB's fallen angel announcement um, a couple of days ago where they waived some of the rating requirements or they grandfathered in um, prior ratings. And this was designed essentially to, um, you know, to head off a possible Italian downgrade. So I think the risks around this S&P event are much lower than they had been. And like I said, I don't think you're really going to see S&P come out and be aggressively negative. Moody's did publish an update on Italy yesterday that was somewhat sanguine in its tone. So I don't think you're really going to see a lot of um, you know Italian fireworks this afternoon after that hits. Uh, my thoughts on the market are the same that they've been. I, I you know again I, I I don't really think that I'm necessarily fundamentally um, super negative. I just don't see any reason to bid this market up above 2800 right now. Um, I think you've had a very um, you know you've had a huge rally off the lows for a lot of the reasons that now are being cited that we should be rallying further. Um, you know, including reopening, the plateauing and descending as coronavirus statistics, et cetera. I just think now that the market is going to care a lot more on detail and nuance rather than just kind of these big headline themes about reopening and, and you know, coronavirus dissipating, et cetera. Um, and so I run through all of that in the piece this morning um, as I've been writing, you know, for the last several weeks. Um, that is essentially it for today. Um, again, relatively quiet morning of news. Um, 
Thank you, everyone, for listening.